Dog owners, beware. No fault is required for liability when your dog attacks and injures another person. The owner may be held liable to pay compensation without the victim having to prove that the owner was negligent or that the dog was under the owner's control when the attack occurred. We'll be discussing a claim based on the Roman law remedy Actio de Poperi today, and our legal expert is Albert Swat, a director at Strauss Daily Attorneys. He'll also be discussing a recent Supreme Court of Appeal case wherein the remedy was relied on by the victim of a dog attack in Port Elizabeth. Good morning, Albert. Good morning, T and listeners. Thank you for having me again. I will be discussing the SCA judgment in Van Meijeren versus Kluter. The judgment was delivered by the SCA on the 11th of September this year and dealt with the legal principle of strict liability of an owner of three dogs that attacked the man and caused serious injuries to him. Please explain to us in layman's terms what is the Actio de Poperi remedy? It is a legal remedy rooted in the Roman law, applied in South African law, and available to a victim of a dog bite. When a dog attacks and injures an innocent person, the owner of the dog may be held liable to compensate the innocent person for the injuries sustained, without him having to prove that the owner was negligent or that the dog was under the owner's control when he was attacked. In other words, although the dog caused the injury, the owner bears the sole responsibility for the damage caused by the dog. The Actio di Poperi is an example of strict liability, which is liability without fault on the part of the wrongdoer. Are there any defences to a claim based on the Actio de Poperi? Yes, uh, there are three recognised defences in our law to such a claim, developed over time by case law. The first, that the injured party was in a place where he had no right to be. Example, if your dog attacks a burglar in your yard, then the burglar will not have a claim against the owner for the injuries sustained. Secondly, that the animal was provoked either by the injured party or a third party. Example, if a person acts in such a way that irritates your dog to attack, then the victim will not have a claim against the owner for the injuries sustained. Thirdly, that custody and control of the animal had passed to a third party who negligently failed to prevent the animal from causing the harm. Example, if your house sitter, while you are on holiday, leaves the gate open and the dog attacks a man in the street, then the victim will not have a claim against the owner for the injuries sustained. 
Albert, just briefly, could you share the background facts of this appeal? The SCA dismissed an appeal by Mr. van Meijeren against the finding by the Eastern Cape Division of the High Court, Port Elizabeth, that he was liable to compensate Mr. Kluter for injuries suffered by him when set upon by Mr. van Meijeren's dogs in the street outside Mr. van Meijeren's house in Port Elizabeth. Mr. Kluter, a refuge collector, was on his way to the shops pulling his trolley when he was attacked without any warning or reason by the dogs. His injuries were serious and resulted in the loss of his left arm. Mr. van Meijeren and his family were not at home at the time of the attack. Mr. Kluter's claim was based upon the legal principle dating back to the Roman law that the owner of a domesticated animal is ordinarily held strictly liable for harm caused by that animal. What was Mr. van Meijeren's defence to the claim and on which authority was it based? His defence to the claim was that the dogs had been locked inside the property but an intruder must have gained access through a locked gate, broken both padlocks and left the gate open, which resulted in the dogs attacking Mr. Kluter in the street. Mr. van Meijeren contended that the defence recognised in Lever versus Purdy a 1993 appeal court judgment should be extended to exempt him from liability for the harm caused by the dogs where the harm would not have occurred but for the negligent conduct of the intruder irrespective of whether the intruder had the custody or control of the dogs. In the Lever versus Purdy case, also a dog bite case, Mr. Lever was the owner of a dog that bit Mr. Purdy. At the time of the incident, Mr. Lever was overseas and Mr. Cohen was living in his home and looking after Mr. Lever's vicious dog. At Mr. Cohen's request, Mr. Purdy came to the house to adjust a television set. He was told about the dog and asked Mr. Cohen to lock it away before his arrival. But Mr. Cohen did not do so. When Mr. Purdy reached the house, he put his hand on the gate and shouted for Mr. Cohen. At this point, the dog suddenly appeared and bit him. When Mr. Cohen emerged, he took control of the dog and after Mr. Lever's return, Mr. Purdy sued him for damages. The question was whether Mr. Lever could escape liability on the grounds of Mr. Cohen's negligence, even though he had not provoked the dog to attack Mr. Purdy. The court said that he could. Did the court accept Mr. van Meijeren's defence? No, the court held that Mr. van Meijeren wished to develop the common law by extending the exception to liability under the Popperian action 
recognized by this court, referring to the SCA in Lever versus Purdy. This is a power vested in the High Court, the SCA and the Constitutional Court. It is to be exercised in accordance with the interest of justice. When exercising the power, the court enjoys by section 39 of the Constitution to promote the spirit, purpose and objective of the Bill of Rights before adopting any development, it is incumbent on a court to first determine exactly what the common law position is, secondly, then consider the underlying reasons for it, thirdly, inquire whether the rule offends the spirit, purpose and object of the Bill of Rights and thus require development. Furthermore, it must consider precisely how the common law could be amended. And lastly, take into account the wider consequence of the proposed change on that area of the law. The underlying reason for the existence of the Actio di Poperi is that as between the owner of an animal and the innocent victim of harm, caused by the animal, it is appropriate for the owner to bear the responsibility for that harm. Nothing in Lever versus Purdy provided any support for the wider exception for which Mr. Mayeron contended and dismissed his appeal with costs. So there we have it, folk. Dog owners are ultimately responsible for the actions of their animals. It is evident that the responsibility to secure a dog in the owner's yard is huge, having regard to the consequences if the dog ends up attacking an innocent person in the yard or an innocent passerby in the street. Thank you, Albert, for highlighting this issue for us. Listeners, if you have any further questions in this regard, please comment on our Facebook post about this episode and we'll ask Albert to help us understand the law and know our rights. Thank you, TN listeners. Until next time, stay safe and goodbye.